Hello, and welcome to this episode of Hammering Down. I'm your host, Kevin Hodges, and I'm hoping you're having a wonderful, wonderful day. It is once a time, once again time. Ooh, we are already 15 seconds in, and I'm stuttering over my words. Um, it's once time for to play Detroit City. Last year, Detroit City got the best of Legion twice. Uh, one thanks to a guy who's no longer on the team, and Antoine Opino, and the other one there's a there's an old feller named Connor Rutz who pulled out a worldly uh, last year. And look. Uh, I would be lying if I said that those were not some of the more frustrating matches that I watched. And that's okay because that's just kind of what Detroit did last year. They were so frustrating. <laughs> so frustrating. Uh, Matt Lewis and Connor Rutz, you know, they they were just incredible last year for uh, La Rouge. And, you know, there was another guy that I mentioned earlier, Antoine Opino who um, also pretty good at the soccer thing. He's not at Detroit City anymore. But before we get in too far, chances are there are going to be Detroit City listeners who are listening to this. If you're a Detroit City fan, I, this is something that I've been saying on other episodes of Hammering Down. I just kind of want to let you in. This is the last episode that I'm pre-recording before I go get married and going on my honeymoon. And I'm, <laughs> uh, believe it or not, I'm not going to record an episode during my honeymoon. So I have no idea, not a clue, what's going to happen in your match this upcoming weekend. No idea. So if you ha- guys have a big injury that happens, you know, in this upcoming week, I get, think it's against uh, San Antonio. If there's a big injury or if you guys make an insane signing or, you know, whatever, uh, keep in mind, I have no idea what happened. I have no clue. Couldn't tell you. I, I haven't watched the game. I'm recording this on a Wednesday from like 10 days prior to when the game is. So keep that in mind. But look, Detroit City is a team who took an expected step back. They are a squad that I said preseason I didn't think was going to be very good offensively. Um, if you read my preseason preview, that's on hammeringdown.com, I was kind of harsh on what I saw. But I also said, hey, maybe just maybe Detroit City can pull it together and because Trevor James is incredible. And the secret is, is until this uh, until this last Tampa Bay game where Detroit City lost 5-1, you know, they their defense looks still really, really good. And it kind of sucks as someone who watches the USL, and I talk about it on the USL show, you know, they are... I mean, they have a great back line. And there's some players that I re- really, really like. Um, everybody knows I thought Nate Steinwasher might have been the MVP last year. I think that him or Mitchell Tainer were the most valuable players in the league. Um, Leo Fernandez ends up winning it. But I still think that what Nate Steinwasher offered Detroit City you know, he's mental. And I, I've been keeping up with goalkeeping stats, and this I have not updated it since the Tampa Bay game. So this is not taking Tampa Bay stats. Um, 
I mean, Nate Stain, Nate Stain, Stainwasher, Steinwasher is the third best goalkeeper in the league, um, behind, uh, uh, oh my gosh, Blanchett and Vitella, uh, with Sacramento and Oakland. Uh, his GK plus, which for people who aren't knowing, it's kind of like a OPS plus like they do in baseball where everything has an average. The average player is a 100 level player and basically everything above and below is percentage better or worse, uh, as correlative correlative. Oh my gosh. Y'all cannot speak today. Um, so for example, uh, Nate Steinwasher is a, has a X, uh, a goalkeeper plus rating, according to my stats, of 126.7, meaning he is 100, so 126.7, meaning he is 26.7% better than the average goalkeeper. For reference, both uh, Matt Van Okel and Trevor Spangenberg have been uh, edging out around 101, so they are about a league average goalkeeper. And Nate Steinwasher has been about 25% better than them. So he's still really good. And I say this a lot. There's a lot of players in the league who I think are my favorite players to watch. And I always talk about that. I I really think this. Devin Amumensa, who is a center back, kind of left back player, might be my favorite player to watch. Um Devin Amumensa, whom we got to interview on the USL show, and was a great chat, a great talk. Um, <laughs> he's a guy that's coming back from ACL injury, and last year he might have been up in that conversation of being more valuable than than Antoine Opano or Nate Steinwasher. I almost call him Steinwasher again. Why do I keep doing that? Um, he might have been more important. I think he might have been more valuable. He is a true ball-carrying center back. While he doesn't really play that center center back that you kind of associate, um, he's not a Fanwell Kavita. He's not an Alex Cronale. He's not a Carroll or a Bryant. That's not really who he is. He's kind of a left back that's also really good center back. And because of that, he can move the ball up and down the pitch. If you're a Legion fan, kind of think a little bit what uh, Thomas Van Kazeel brought to Legion for that little bit he was here. He was kind of a midfielder, kind of not a midfielder, kind of, almost like a Mikey Lopez. You trust him with the ball at his feet, and you trust that he's going to do really good things. That's Devin Amumensa. There's another guy, and this is not me just to be like, well, let's talk about who Detroit lost, because I want to talk about, I guess, some revitalized players, because they have the number eight, Jop, who it's not Mackie Jop. Um, hey, Detroit fans, Legion fans don't like Mackie either, <laughs> um, but he's not the team anymore, but they're number eight, Jop, he's... Uh, He's a central midfielder who is a little bit more of an advanced player who will go up and down the pitch, right? And he's a really solid player. I I think there was I always kind of made the joke that Legion signed the wrong job. Um, you know, I think that like Jay or Tommy called down to Atlanta United too, or they were like, "Hey, go sign that job guy from ATL 2 They're like, "Which one?" They're like, "Oh, you know the one from Senegal. That it's just go sign him." And they got Mackie instead of the one that's now at Detroit City. Um, that's just my own personal headcanon. Don't think that's actually what happened, but headcanon here. Um, 
he's a guy that's he's kind of a ball carrier. He's kind of a distributor. Um, but the one that I think is really the key to this offense right now is a guy who I'm pretty big on, and it's the guy who scored a banger against Legion last year, Connor Rutz. Connor Rutz last year was a true central midfielder. He played the center of the park. He was always there in the middle of the pitch. This year, Detroit City kind of used him out in this right-handed side. And against Gold Star, they started him in the middle of the pitch. You know, they played him in the middle of the pitch the whole time. But if you look like matches against uh, El Paso, matches against uh, Indy 11, matches against uh, San Diego, Rutz was playing this right-handed side. And to his uh, counterpart uh, on the left was often like Reese Williams. Um, whenever they were on the pitch together, Reese Williams was over on the left-hand side. Connor Rutz over on the right-hand side. And I have my own personal opinion on this. I think Trevor James became a little bit a slave of his system where he wants to play this 3-4-1-2 and he wants to accentuate these wings because when Antoine Opino was doing his thing, he was out on the wings, he was making these runs, he would pass the ball in, you know, Maxi Rodriguez would be making a late run or be Jop or it would just be Antoine Opino would be played through on this like diagonal run. And I feel like that's what they kind of wanted Connor Rutz to be. He's a super creative player who has a good eye for passing. And I feel like they put him out wide because they said, hey, look, we don't have the guys out wide that we once did, but we think that we can get the same thing out of Connor, but just out wide instead of down the middle. Because that was so much of Detroit last year. While a lot of their talent, you know, was finishing the ball in the middle of the pitch, obviously, because that's where the goal is, so much of that talent was coming down the wings. And this year is really, really different. It's just not working the same, right? Um, to kind of get an extreme example of this, we talked about Opino, right? Um, out of, I want to look at a match. This is just a random match that I pulled up. Uh, against Miami, the Miami back in 2022, Detroit City, they had, they were overwhelmingly making these runs on the left hand side. They they had 19 attacks go down the left hand side, but almost all of their goal scoring chances came from the middle. And it that tells you one thing: these attacks start out wide and they cut inside. Who does that remind you of? It reminds you of a little bit of Legion, right? where Legion doesn't really play the ball down the middle. And this is where I think Detroit City has gotten a little bit off. And I I have been disagreeing with uh, John Morrissey just a hair on this fact because, you know, he talks about using the wings to open up everything. Um, but, like, against – I'm going to have to double-check to make sure I am speaking correctly. Yeah, FC Tulsa, you know, they – bomb the crap out of the right-hand side. They were creating chance after chance on the right-hand side and eventually leads to a goal, but it doesn't really come from that area, right? It comes from Jop lining one on up from the top of the box and driving it in. But that's kind of what we're talking about here is that these chances are created from out wide and cut inside. 
I I think that if I am Detroit City, instead even you're playing this wide formation and you're really pushing this three five one two or or sorry these three four one two. That's how math works. <laughs> you know you're really pushing this, meaning you are really trying to push with your width. You're really trying to stay defensive, stay to your core, which is a three man back line. If you're a legion, you're shaking in your boots right now. Um, and you're really just trying to hold on and they are going to really express and really talk about what's going on in this midfield and they're really going to try to make use of their wings. The issue is is that there's just not a whole lot of link up play in the middle of the field and a guy who I'm admittedly pretty high on, I think that he's really good, is Ben Morris. Ben Morris, who makes his way from England, he kind of plays left wing. He kind of plays uh, center, like center forward. I like him most as center forward, and I think that's the only place that Detroit City has really played him. But he's not getting any service, like, at all. And so he has gone through the Open Cup, and he's gone through the championship so far without scoring a single goal, which is not what you want from your talisman, right? And... He's a super talented player who has the potential to be really good. I also think that a player like him, if you look at what made him successful in the past, he was getting those balls through the middle. Um, That was kind of what he did. And when I say successful in the past, he really only had the one good season. And it was uh, a ton, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, Gais Atan, maybe. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, that's awful. I'm, uh, I'm a disappointment. That's mean. I shouldn't say it about myself. But he scored four goals. But if you look at how those goals were scored, they were almost always in his goal scoring opportunities. They were coming through the middle of the park, and that's where I think that he can be really good. And Detroit City is not really setting him up for that kind of success because they're trying to play everything out wide. Um, Another guy that I am super big on that is super versatile that I'm a little bit mad at Legion for not signing is Adrian Bilhart. And I think he could be the secret in how to get um, them more scoring. He can play. He can play like left wing back. He can play right right wing. He can play up top, or he can play as a cam, a central central attacking midfielder. And I think for Detroit, he is kind of that perfect link up between everybody that you would want. I I don't know, and somebody would have to fact check me on this. I don't think him and Maxi Rodriguez have played a whole lot together, but. I would love to see Maxi Rodriguez and uh, Adrian Bilhart play together because I think their strengths would really complement each other, like really complement each other. But I, what do I know? Yet again, I, I sit here and say what I, what I am offering here cannot be worse <laughs> than what Detroit is currently doing. I... You know what? Again, what do I know? Um, against against Sacramento, 
they played Maxi Rodriguez, and he was playing super deep alongside of uh, Tommy McCabe, who was at Orange County and I think FC Cincinnati for a while. Um, and they played Maxi Rodriguez super deep in this match. I think if you drop McCabe and put in Maxi and let him and Bill Hart be a spine of this team, yes, you're taking away a little bit of defensive prowess, but frankly, you have Devin Amumensa, Carroll, and um, Michael Bryant, who, uh, <laughs> you know, with our time of talking at the USL show, have found out that he is a legend in cornhole. You didn't need to know that, Legion fans, but you do. So what are we really looking at here? What can we expect out of Detroit City? They're going to run with their 3-4-1-2. That's what they're going to do. You're going to see Ben Morris either come in as a left winger or a center forward. You're going to see um, uh, Yazid, Yazid uh, Matthews, who has his goals. He's scored a goal in the league, and he he's played fine. Again, not really getting any service. You're also going to see, like I said, Ben Morris. You're going to see Richard Ballard get a little bit of time, which he's kind of a forward, also kind of a right back. Um, they use him really weird. I don't know what to do with him. <laughs> you know, um, I I have no idea what to do with Richard Ballard. He's either a right back or a forward. I don't know. You're going to get Bryant. You're going to get your Maxi Rodriguez. You're probably going to get Bill Hart. You're going to get Tommy McCabe, even though I think that Maxi Rodriguez should be starting in his place at defensive mid, but whatever. What do I know? Um, <laughs> um, you know, those are going to be kind of the guys that you're going to see. Um, if I'm Legion, how do you break this down? Because they had this issue last year. It's a three-man back line, and this is where... I would love to tell you that Legion are just going to thump them because, hey, we have the attack that can do it. Um, yes, Tampa Bay beat them 5-1 in their most previous match for me. Not, I have no idea what happened against San Antonio. Not a clue. Um, but they're still a really good team defensively. Really good team defensively. And they play a... They play a kind of defense that Legion cannot beat. They can't beat it to save their life. So what do I think here? This match could easily end nil-nil, and I would not be shocked whatsoever. At all. I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> you know? Um, and I don't know what to do with that. I I don't know whether... It, you will be frustrated and saying, well, Legion, they just can't do it. They just they just cannot break down these three-man back lines, which is not wrong. Um, it, it, it's not. But also, I don't know if Detroit City is going to figure it out and score goals. So this could end up being a nil-nil draw. I... Hmm. I don't want to speak this into the ether, but I wouldn't be shocked if we see a 1-0 Detroit City win because Legion still have only scored the two goals from open play against... Oh, sorry, the one goal 
in open play against a three-man back line this year. Two goals came from set pieces, the one goal being from Matthew Corcoran and the other goal being a wonderful set piece by Enzo Martinez. And that's great. And those are definitely going to be options for Legion to score on, but you can't bake on scoring from set pieces. That's not a given. That is not a certainty. Even the best free kick, free kick takers, the best free kick teams in the world, you cannot guarantee a goal from those areas every single time. You just can't. So if until I see Legion score against this kind of system, I'm not going to back them to do so. And that sounds incredibly harsh and incredibly mean, but I'm just not. So don't be shocked if Detroit walks out with all three points here, a 1-0 win. Do I think that's going to happen? I I don't think so because Detroit City hasn't shown me that they can score, period. But if they get one, you have to bet that Legion are going to go for it, but also the way that this team can sit down, uh, Detroit City can sit down and really put on a low block and absorb pressure for at least 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, I, especially with Nate Steinwasher back there, I back them. And I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> so, look, I, I that's about all I have on this one. Since I don't know what happened in San Antonio, I have no idea if something's happened, if something's gone wrong. This entire thing could be irrelevant. So, I really appreciate you all. I appreciate all, appreciate you all for listening. Let me know. Hey, Detroit fans, let me know what I got right, what I got wrong. Uh, thank you so much. And until next time, guys. Keep hammering on.